The opinions voiced in this show or program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial advisor, or tax advisor prior to investing. Lindsay Wealth Management LLC is a registered investment advisor. Darwin Lindsay is your host of Financial Questions, Real Answers. Darwin is a certified financial planner practitioner and has a Master of Science in Financial Services. Good morning. Welcome to Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, certified financial planner with Lindsay Wealth Management. Today is Friday, September 22nd, 2023. As always, if you do have a question or a topic that you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. We will be more than happy to get your question or topics on the show. Uh, we sort of told you last week there's, you know, possibility of some little bit of fireworks that would go on with the... Um, the biggest thing was the options expiration that, that started uh, last last Friday. Um, nothing really got – well, the Thursday we told you it was up and said that, you know, we're probably getting the, – the interesting part there, the momentum was up, and I said the chart pattern appears to be down. The chart pattern always, always – if you, if you had to tell me which one should you choose, you should go with the chart pattern. At that point in time, we had just cleared the 0.618 of 4498. It actually had gone up, and then it actually closed just above that at 4505. It's only seven points higher. Then Friday rolls around, and I said, you know, it's options Friday. Anything can happen here in this afternoon, and boom, just straight down, basically what happened there. Then Monday was just basically sideways. At that point in time, the momentum switched from positive to negative, and it was above the 50% mark, which is even more negative with the pattern. Really didn't do much on Tuesday. It was down, but it wasn't down very much. I mean, the close there was 44.43. You went from uh, 44.53 to 44.43, so it was only down 10 points. Uh, but then you had the Wednesday rolled around. Oh, yes. Everyone's favorite person to start talking about the markets. He always does so well when he starts speaking. That is when Chair Powell came out and said that they were not going to raise interest rates. But guess what? They're going to keep them higher for longer. Uh, someone's been saying that for a while on this radio show. It's the guy's voice that you're hearing right now. And everyone keeps acting like inflation's going down. Again, according to how the government calculates it, but inflation continues to, to rise. Uh, we're still seeing commodity prices increase. With all everything that took place there, that pushed the market down. The key part there was on Wednesday, we had the close. I had mentioned last week that 44.36 was the number to be looking out for. 44.36, the close happened to get below that. Now we are pushing the 100-day moving average, which is 4373. Uh, you also had uh, 4371 was 128% retracement off of this. We are oversold right now on a daily basis. Again, we're talking about the S&P 500 SPX. You cannot buy 
uh, directly into that. With all that being said, everything that's happened, this proves that this is a correction. If you believe in Elliott Wave analysis, this proves that it's a correction. There is, in my mind, no doubt at this point in time that we should take out the August 18th lows without any issues. Uh, again, the close there was 43.69 was, was the close there, 43.69. We're, we're still a ways away, but getting getting closer uh, to, to that, um, at least on, on a closing basis, is, is where we are. So that is, you know, you start taking some of these things out, then people are like, well, where is it going to stop next? The key here is the weekly momentums should still be down for another two to three weeks. Uh, we're, we're talking to get in there in, into mid-October is really is where we're looking at this point in time. So to get to that point, then you have to start looking at some of the other numbers are out that are out there. And I would say from my standpoint, if someone's telling me where do I think that the uh, market is going to head at this point in time, the answer is always the same. I never know. But if you're going to ask me, I would say 42.73 is the minimum target that I would say should get touched in the next few weeks. So there's going to be some downside pressure that will continue on this market. Other things that are going to continue to cause downside pressure, and we will see how these works out. Uh, allegedly, and, and I really don't know about this, I don't know if it's the you have the writer's strike, plus you have the actor's strike. I think that's what's going on uh, in Hollywood. Supposedly, there's a deal, I, I believe, with the... I don't know if it's the actors or the writers. I apologize. That, but if they said if they didn't get a deal done by the end of the day yesterday, that there was going to be a strike for the rest of the year. I'm not for sure exactly how that's playing out. The UAW, again, not, they're, they're striking. They're, they're threatening more strikes. You have the car companies, which are having to shut down factories now because they can't get supplies. So they're starting to lay people off. So all this is it's just bad. I mean, you, you, want, you want people to be working is what you want. Um, then it appears to me, no matter what happens, and, and this one's the one that, uh, you know, may push things really over the edge here is the... The government shutdown will be Sunday, October 1st. Now, people keep acting like, well, the House is going to get something through. And I'm like, I don't care if the House does get something through. It's not going to get through the Senate. Uh, and that's the problem. If you can't get it through the House and you can't get it the Senate to sign off on it, you have to have both houses to be able to do that. And uh, it doesn't appear that, that this is anywhere likely. No matter what, even if the Republicans can get their stuff together and actually get a bill out of there, I just don't see any way uh, with everything that they're demanding to be in there. The Senate's already said we're not going to pass that. Uh, so I don't see how you avert a government shutdown at this point in time. Uh, it, it would take a small miracle to happen. So I'm looking for a government shutdown to start October 1st. And then, then again... You also have the student loan repayments, which will begin in October uh, for those that have um, student loans. So all of these combinations, along with the market that's in this position, you're starting to see ticks on the front end that we are starting a recession. 
that doesn't mean that it's going to happen, but you're starting to see the front end movements of what you're looking for. You're starting to see some of that happen. Again, they're using lagging indicators, so it's very hard for people to, to understand this, but this is continuing to happen. Uh, so you paying close attention to that. You also want to look at the treasuries. Uh, I know I usually talk about these later on, but I want to talk about them right now because the one thing that I said a few weeks ago, people said, no, we, th- we think that those things have peaked out. I said, watch, that 10-year is going to go to 4.5%. The 10-year right now is at 447 It's getting very close. I said at least it would go to 4.5. The reason I had that was just on the charting basis is how we're doing that. But you look at the front end of the curve here, the one month's at 5.38, the three months at 4, 5.49, the six months at 5.54, the two years at 5.12, the five years at 4.6, and again, the 30 years at 4.54. So all these rates are starting to continue to rise up, and it's just one of those that is just making things more and more difficult on the Fed because the Fed is going to have to, in my opinion, they're going to have to raise rates because you're going to still have inflation that's going to take place. That's going to be their excuse for doing it. And doing that, they're going to push it over the edge. The other part that people do need to consider, and I will say this again, over the last 100 years, 100% of the time, the market has never bottomed before a recession. It bottoms during a recession. And if that's the case, then that means that's still out in front of us. And there is no reason with when you've had however many recessions that has been that you would think that it's going to be different now. Can there always be that case? Yes, there can. I would just say based on the economic factors that we're seeing, along with an inverted yield curve, along with all the other things going on and trying to figure out how are people just getting by now, I would say we're at least in a position where that's more than likely not going to be the case again this time. And their whole picture and wonderful phrase of soft landing, it's just made up, folks. The hard landing is more than likely what you're having. You're just hoping that, that you survive that is, is, the, is the main thing here. And, uh, and it's not just a full-blown crash whenever this does come tumbling down. So that's the position that we're in. The market's in a very negative position uh, from that standpoint. And that was talking about the S&P 500. However, most of the markets are in a similar position. Uh, The Dow Jones Industrial Average should be finding a daily low here soon. Uh, The weekly is mixed. The NASDAQ, uh, the weekly has rolled over, should be down for another two to three weeks. The the daily is near a bottom, though, at this point in time. Uh, The Russell 2000, the weekly is oversold, and the daily has turned, and it's oversold now to the downside. So all Save of these money things and time by shopping with TLC Direct Mail. It here. comes to your uh, mailbox a, every a week and includes great buys on what you need and what you want. Look for TLC Direct in your mailbox this week. Welcome we back do to need to go to a short break. Real as answers, always, if you host do have our Wednesday certified financial planner like show, if you do have a question or topic you'd like to hear on the show, we'd love to hear from you. 816 Send us an email. Financial questions, real answer right back after the short break. Diving back into these markets here, we're going to look at the 30 year Treasury bond. The weekly is approaching oversold, continues to go lower here. 
which is what we we thought would happen the daily should actually be coming up so uh, just something to keep in mind there if they're going to raise interest rates which i think they're going to then what you will see is you will see that this is going to um, continue to push the price of those bonds lower um, and that would be the expectation even if you do get a correction here the overall trend should be lower and downward on that uh, that, that's why everyone's getting a little nervous here on, on buying the bonds because seeing that the rates continue to, to rise up uh, is something that, or at least the high potential, well, you see it happening right now. And then if the Fed raises rates, that's even going to push it further, which would push the price down. Remember, it's a teeter-totter effect. As the yield goes up, the price comes down. Uh, so that's, that's what you're seeing here. Uh, and more than likely, you're going to continue to see that price heading down here. Um, even though, yeah, it it may be up here for another week or two, but then after that, it it should be going down. Um, always is a little choppy in September, October. Anyway, it could even be more with everything else that's going on. Uh, looking at gold, very interesting position, uh, at this point in time is, is currently where we are, uh, with, with the gold pattern. Um, trying to figure out with, with everything that has happened with, with the gold market, I'm not for certain. I mean, maybe there was a low that was put in there on August 17th. It's really going to depend on daily. It's overbought. If this continues down and goes lower and does actually close, below the august 17th low which was 1884 then it's going to go down quite a bit however if it holds that number then it should be going up and that's what you have to consider in this because the way that the wave pattern is i've talked about that 1850 number for a long time it looks like it is a correction off of here and if that's the case then maybe it's already is complete and we've had a wave one and we have wave two and we're starting wave three. What I'd really like to see to confirm that though, is I need to get a close. Um, it, you're, you're on the edge there. I mean, it doesn't have to go very much higher to, to get that close. It only have to get up to about 1960. If it did that, then I would say more than likely it's actually going to take off here. Uh, but the, the issue with that is, the weekly is overbought right now, and that's why I would say it's going to come down here for several weeks, and that's why you want to pay attention to it. Uh, it really just does come down to that number, and, and that's the one you need to be paying attention to, which is 1886. If it stays above that on a closing basis over the next three to five weeks, it probably is continuing upward. If it doesn't, uh, it's definitely going down. Uh, and it will it will lose quite a bit at that point in time. Silver is essentially in the same position. The daily is overbought. The weekly has actually reversed course, and it's actually negative. So you're having a little bit of a divergence there. Maybe gold is out in front. What we do know is it's been an entire correction here, um, at least on the weekly basis. It's been in a correction mode since May. It just really hasn't moved very much. We talked about the 2176, and that's where we thought it would go down to. 
we shall see if that continues to be the one. I mean, you know, you're like twenty three fifty at this point in time. So is it going to to lose another two dollars and hold that, or is it really going to roll over? Um, should be down for another. Uh, I would say two to three weeks based on this pattern. It's a little mixed on the weekly. That's why it's it's really hard for me to say. Uh, but again, the daily's overbought, so it should be making a reversal to the downside uh, is what should happen there. The dollar index. The dollar is getting near a daily low uh, probably within the next two to three days. The weekly has been overbought. It's been overbought for four weeks. That's usually about the max time frame for that. However... It's an impulsive wave up off of here. It should be a correction to the downside for the dollar. And then you would think it would have one more push up to 107, 109, 110 into that range. That's the expectations, which would be a correction. That would complete a wave two. If that if it does do that over time, which again, it's going to be three to five weeks down. So that's going to take it down to like 103, 102. Then, then you're going to have another three or five weeks. So you're possibly talking, you know, here over a, a two-month time period to push it up there. Then I think that's when the dollar then absolutely collapses is from there. And then the, the euro dollar would continue to go higher. The euro dollar has been oversold now for six weeks, and it has continued down. It's trying to make a little bit of an upward kick here. Really need to get a close here today above 106.55 if it could do that then that would probably signal that a weekly low is complete the euro will rally and continue up for another three to five weeks then it will be down three to five weeks before it makes a very hard rally higher again they do the exact opposite the euro versus the dollar so you're watching both of them to to figure this out again there is going to be a, a little rally here in the euro. If you want to short the dollar, you could do that. I mean, you're, you're probably going to make money here on the next three to five weeks if you did that. It's just not a long-term play. The long-term trend for the dollar is going to be down, and, and the trend for the euro is going to be up. However, it's going to be a little bit different than that here over the next two months. So that's what you need to be paying attention to. Once that's complete, then it will continue on its course. That's another thing to pay attention to. Usually if the dollar's down, that's not very good for equity markets. That's just the, no- the normal case that, that happens there. Uh, switching over to Bitcoin. Bitcoin has been overbought for an entire week. Uh, it's been five trading days it has been overbought. Uh, should be getting near a high. It's majorly overbought at this point in time on a daily basis. The weekly, however, should have a couple more weeks to the upside. Probably 29,000 is the target. It's around 27,000 right now. That would be the target that you would be looking for. However, at that point in time, it's probably going to roll over and head, head to the downside. So that's what you need to be looking out. Uh, oil prices, man, it's the darndest thing I've ever seen almost on a charting standpoint. That thing went, sorry, it's going to take a little while to count this. It went 12 days overbought, just continuing to rise up. It has finally started to move downward, uh, at least on a daily basis. The weekly is still overbought, uh, both the fast line and the slow line. Um, should, be, should be moving downward uh, is, 
is the expectation here. If that does take place and there is a downward movement out of there, the expectations off of this would be that it moves down to 78.69 to 75.138 is that's the probable. So 78 to 75 dollars is the most probable if if it's just making a correction. So if we go three to five weeks and it's still right in there, gets into that range, that would be your go long setup uh, in, in oil, saying that yeah, it is going to continue and go go much higher than what it is. Gas price is actually sort of reasonable right now around here. It's like a three fifty three in Vincennes, Indiana. So that's that's not too bad uh, right now with all things being considered. Uh, switching over to soybeans, continuous contract. Uh, looked like it was headed upward, didn't even make overbought and headed downward. So that, that's never a good sign, uh, considering it is harvest season. Uh, the daily should be making a low within the next two to three days. The weekly com- continues to remain uh, oversold. It's the lowest level it can possibly be. some point in time, it's got to pop up here. Just has to on that situation. Corn, continuous contract, daily is overbought. Uh, the weekly is probably got another week or two to, to continue upward. As we do look at the, the December corn contract, the weekly has moved out of overbought and the daily probably has another three days to, to go higher. So hovering right around that 482 market, at least on the December contract is where we are. So that sort of tells you where the markets are at this point in time. Wish there was a lot more positive news out there on some of these, but that's just uh, all we're doing is reporting exactly what the charting says at this point in time, according to Elliott Wave Analysis. If you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. Uh, you can call us uh, on that number. You can send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. You can follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Financial questions, real answer right back after the short break. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Welcome back to Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner. If you do have a question or topic you'd like to hear on the show, we'd love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. With the amount, this is a question I got, with the amount of betting that goes on now, do you see mergers happening uh, or going to take place, especially with the online betting um, we have fan duels. We have this others. You have ESPN, who now is involved with, uh, I believe the company is Penn, uh, is, who, is who they deal with, um, Penn Entertainment, to, to launch, launch their brand. And so let me try to answer that question in the best way that I can. And full disclosure here, I, I do not bet. I do not have, I'm not on a betting website. I, I don't do that. I just think there's too much scrutiny in my line of work that I, that I don't even put myself in that position. So I want to say that uh, first and foremost. I always say this when it does come to gambling too. 
if you are not willing to throw the amount of money that you are willing to take gambling on the ground, then then you shouldn't be gambling. Uh, I, I think it's unfortunately it seems in today's society that too many people want to do betting. Unfortunately, it seems it's a lot of the poor that are doing the betting who are making people richer. When you bet, they are putting a line out there, meaning uh, so, someone does usually offshores now. It used to be Vegas. Then when someone picks that up, then Vegas makes the line. They are using computers. It's, it's algorithms is what they're doing to figure out who this is. Then what takes over is, depending on who is putting on one side or the other, they want to hedge their bets, so they will move the line if they think it favors one team over the other. So that's sort of how it works with the betting. Now, the, the real trick that has come about here and used to never happen is you, you now have all the gambling uh, that, that could take actually place inside of the game. And so as more and more people are getting uh, into it, that they are making more and more what they call prop bets, which is, okay, this guy is going to throw a – in the next three passes, he's got to throw – or next three – snaps he's got to throw a pass they have all sorts of crazy things that can happen and and more and more people are betting on this what i see happening in this industry is i think there will be consolidation uh espn because of the platform meaning espn you know you got espn espn2 uh espn plus uh they have other stations as well that they broadcast on plus ABC is part of Disney, so they also are on ABC. What's going to end up happening is there probably is. It wouldn't surprise me if ESPN comes out with a betting channel, a flat-out betting channel, because there just seems to be betting on all sorts of things anymore. And if the more people are into it, the more that they can see that there's profit off of it. So maybe with the Penn Entertainment and with others, there may be consolidation that does happen within the industry. Um, I think a lot of it's going to um, take place depending on where you are. What a lot of people don't understand is like a state like Missouri, they still don't have DraftKings. You still can't bet on your phone there. So with all of these things happening, it makes it very hard to determine exactly what will be the outcome. I would say more than, than likely, yes. If, if one of the bigger – and the problem that people need to understand is – a lot of these things that you think are, are doing it, certain companies own multiple casinos, okay? So it's, it's not that they just own one. They own multiple. So you might think that you're playing at one place, and you're like, oh, I'm going to go over there and play. It's owned by the same people. It's, it's confusion because you don't understand exactly how it is working there. But like anything, the big dogs will realize where the profitability is. They will come in and they will buy the little dog that is profitable and, and, and do that. And then they will just rebrand it as their own if they even do rebrand it. Sometimes they like to stay separate. Sometimes they like to. Um, again, this isn't favorable, but it's like, you know, you hear the name Caesars. You, you know, you, you just hear these kind of things that get thrown out here and, and, and what wants to happen. So with regards to that, it's going to be one of those where – I, I do believe it just seems that more and more prop bets are taking place, at least from the articles that I read. And I will say that there will be consolidation in there one way, shape, or form or the other. The big question is, how is that going to take place and how is that going to look? And for that, the answer has to be, I don't know. I mean, it's a little bit of unknown. 
But once they figure out who is making profitable or someone that is making things, even if you make your app easier to bet, easier to do other other parts, uh, these are all play into who consolidates with who and, and, and how that takes place. So there's a little bit of confusion out there, at least in, from where the regulators stand for making bets. Uh, since you can't do it all over the United States, a little harder to make it more profitable. And the way that that works is they're using your GPS on your phone. So even if you try to, even if you're in Missouri and you open up an account in Indiana, well, they physically know you're in Missouri. They're not going to allow you to bet. Uh, I'm hearing this from a buddy of mine. So he's, he's the one that's feeding me some of this information because I don't know exactly how it all works. But that is what you should be seeing that does happen in that industry. I will say that, yeah, consolidation is almost a given that will take place there. It's just a matter of time before... Uh, once they figure out who's going to be profitable, then that one that's profitable is going to be the most likely one that's going to be bought. The others are going to have a very hard time playing in that game uh, unless they can do it. Remember, when you're playing that, it's never 100%. It's always more than 100% because they have to have their juice, whatever you want to call it. They're, they're making money on that spread. Remember, the casino is making money whether you win or lose. Uh, but it comes down just like the NFL game last week. They kicked the field goal with four seconds left, and uh, – it was a $20 million swing on the betting line there. Even, even though they were down 10, they kicked the field goal to make it seven, and it just swung the line. And so uh, that's why they have injury reports. That's why they have injury reports now for college. It's all about the betting. It has nothing to do with anything else but making sure that, that you understand uh, how some of that gambling does work, which I'm sure most people out there know way more about it than I do. But from a standpoint of the mergers, that's, that's what you would expect to take place. As always, if you do have a question or topic that you would like to hear on the show, uh, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. This is Darwin Lindsay for Financial Questions, Real Answers. We'll see you next week. The opinions voiced in this show or program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial advisor, or tax advisor prior to investing. Lindsay Wealth Management, LLC, is a registered investment advisor.